I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. <coughs> Just having a <laughs> coughing fit. A little cough attack here. <laughs> Sorry, he just—it's cool. I've got like I've a been cold. Sa- too, I've been stabbed in the heart. All... So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we're all There's just messed around. up, and 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 that begs the question: Who am I here? <laughs> who am I here? I mean, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not the same person I was last year. No. Um, maybe not this literally as Jerry here, but you know, uh... <laughs> who am I anyway? I like... Am I my resume? Who... I, I mean, I feel like I was never complete until I met you, which is like one of his lines, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet he says that to all the families. <laughs> yeah. He's just that charmer, Jerry. I'm going to put put that in quotations because we don't know <laughs> we his real name. name. I keep hearing Jerry Blanks, but you Jerry, know, it's, Blank. it's Jerry Blank or whatever. <laughs> like, this is a Jerry movie Blank. about Jerry Blank. Yeah. Jerry Blank. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Master of Disguise. <laughs> this movie makes me moist as a snack cake down there. <laughs> or maybe because this guy is fire and blanks. Oh. I mean, I can't maybe. picture trying to have sex with this guy. <laughs> I love the sex scene where she's just so into it. She's like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's just like staring at, yeah. staring at the wall like, I hope this is done in like three minutes. They kept it in the remake too, didn't they? For I think what so. I recall. It was it was just like him staring at the wall. I remember wall or also yeah. not um, remembering that there's also a scene where the stepchild is listening to mm-hmm. to the sex and has headphones on, trying to drown dr- yes. out the sounds. I I for, forgot that they kept that from the original in the remake. While reading well in this one anyway uh, while reading the outsiders yes. which and getting all hot and heavy and i'm like i relate to that it looks like the movie tie-in <laughs> version too so i was like good yeah good, yeah good choice stephanie good choice good for you that was definitely an awakening for many a gay child oh, you know? oh, yeah. But yeah this is a great thanksgiving scene it does you know he he, he learned the true meaning of thanksgiving and you know there's turkey with i don't know what that is two drumsticks <laughs> it gives me fall vibes yeah yeah this one is very autumn mm-hmm. yeah I mean, there's a lot of choreography with the leaves. You know, there's buckets. Oh, there is buckets yes. of leaves and fights and leaves and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we get a gotcha moment from a, Susan okay, at the beginning. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed only because of our dear Judy Greer, and I thought, oh, hmm, I wonder if they got that from the stepfather. <laughs> I mean, should, they do both wear sweaters. I don't know. Maybe. They do uh, well. It's all connected. Uh, the connection. Uh, Kit Culkin doesn't want you to know about the sweaters. Let me tell you. But there is a connection because yeah. it's directed by Joe Rubin, who also directed it, The Good yes. Son. The Good Son. We oh did not plan God. that, but that is how it ended up happening. And I think yep. the aunt in The Good Son is also named Susan. So we've we've we've, mm, we've got mm-hmm. the mom Susan in this one, and the aunt Susan in The Good Son. So maybe like mm-hmm. Joe Rubin's mom is named Susan, and he's like. It could be. I want to get it that. Could be. We'll never know. A little bit of tribute. Yeah. I'm gonna have to ask him. Where's his phone number? Yeah. He, <laughs> he, yeah. He's still kicking. He could. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get Joe Rubin on the phone, Heidi? Come on. 
So I don't remember the stepfather too. How do they bring this guy back after being stabbed in the heart? Um, from what I remember, it's just like he wakes up uh, okay. in like a mental in hospital, hospital and thing. he's like, oh, and he like okay. clutches his chest where he was stabbed and we just kind of see okay. like a scar, but he's a-okay. <laughs> and like, I don't even think he, he has a limp. He was like, sh- he was oh shot in the feet. I don't know why he's yeah, shot. She hell? shoots him twice, and then she Stephanie stabs him literally right in the heart. Yeah. Like it, it's they make a point of showing like it's because that's the whole thing. It's like I love you, and like you stab me in the heart. How dare you? But interesting. <laughs> no, they're just like, uh, we're just not gonna uh, talk about it. It's gonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just don't. They just kind of gloss over it. If I remember correctly, that's funny. And for the rest of the movie, he's pretty fucking spry considering what he's been through. That's funny. Although I do remember the movie being pretty in entertaining i mean if you take away the fact that it doesn't really need to be a thing but i, I need to dig it up again yeah. I, I saw it on tv like a million years ago but i haven't yeah three is weird while. that's when he gets the plastic surgery because that one was Terry made for tv O'Quinn right was like i'm not coming back yeah and they're like well what the fuck are we gonna mm. do <laughs> aha mm-hmm. i've got it we need a stepfather <laughs> <laughs> he finally goes into plastic surgery mm. nip tuck action and yeah and mm-hmm. I can't remember who played it in that one. Um, I can't really remember much remember. about three, except that there was someone in a wheelchair. I don't mm. know. Well, that's all I remember. That says it all. <laughs> <laughs> so the chair representation was matters. Yes, <laughs> yeah. They might yeah. have died a horrible death, but representation <laughs> matters. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember. Like in uh, uh, Terror Train, how yeah. there's just that like random character who's just like in the wheelchair and i'm like well good for you Terry Train. good for you yeah she doesn't do anything she's not on the train at all but she's she's there she's in the movie so I'm like, that's great yeah it's like everybody go have fun i'm just gonna stay here because i can't yeah. get up because there's no handicap <laughs> accessible ramp for this train i know so. rude Fuck you guys yeah. bye yeah. <laughs> at least i'm not gonna be Very slaughtered rude. Very rude. yeah at least she doesn't get killed like so maybe she's the real protagonist <laughs> really? in the movie. she was smart enough not to get on that train what 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 a film well yes, you will be did. happy to know that as i was yeah. watching this i could only think mm-hmm. what a better film this is than the remake so it's good <laughs> well, that good. we had this episode it's um, a sort of yeah perspective yeah. matters you know I was yeah like, wow this movie actually has suspense it's got some plot it does twists. you know yeah, look, you know, I, I had fun with the remake. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "You're crazy because you like the remake." No, it was, it was, I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was, it was a good time. I mean, when um, you compare them, it's like, ooh, <laughs> not right, much comparison, yeah. really. There's not. Like, I don't think this one is perfect, but right. it is very good. Yes. Like, there's some stuff in the second half where I'm like, "Does this need to be here?" And like the stuff with Ogle's B or whatever, like yeah. all his shit. Especially I'm like, once you get to the finale and he shows up for literally thirty se- seconds yeah. and then is stabbed. And you're like, "Well, just get stabbed." Like, okay. there's not really purpose <laughs> of him being in the film. Like, he no, doesn't help. He doesn't uh, help Jill's character at all. No. So it's like it's. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like they just needed something extra. That I'm kind of glad they took out of the remake. Although I, I guess yeah. they kind of yeah, they kind of gave that to the aunt, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then she dies, but yeah. So I guess kind of. Well, I, I don't know. Um, have you watched anything recently? I've watched several things this oh. week, but I don't know what I want to talk about. I just watched last last night Soho. I like how I ask you oh. what you what you've watched, and then <laughs> well, I tell never you what mind, I watched. Kevin. No, I've watched <laughs> never nothing. <mind. laughs> <laughs> um, well, I just, just because I know you watched this fairly recently oh, yeah, too, yeah. Um, you know, Quite I liked it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's a good yeah. time. It was um, pretty. 
it is pretty. It was, yeah, nice to look at. Uh, you know, a little superficial with the script, but like, yeah. so is every Jollo film. So, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like script? What What script? We just have an out- right. outline here on some construction paper. I don't know what, what are you talking about script? <laughs> this is the problem lately. You know, when we have these sort of throwback films and I'm like, do I judge it as a contemporary film or right. as a throwback film? And this one I'm, I'm more okay with judging as a throwback yeah. film because it, it didn't have like a film before it mm-hmm. that was trying to set up something different right. <laughs> like Halloween and Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. This one was kind of its own, you know, thing. Plus Edgar Wright's films, most of his films are kind of more style than substance. Yeah. I mean, they're wacky and they're fun, exactly. but like, you know, I don't know. Um, it had a library research sequence. It did. So that was great. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much, yeah. I guess, but uh, um, Diana Rigg, oh. or R.I.P., great part it's for her. It's a great final part for her. And like, yeah. at first when she showed up, I was like, okay, so, so she's, she's just going to be playing like the tip, typical sort of sassy, older lady. And then mm-hmm. she actually gets to do stuff. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, good for and her. I was like, yeah. that's a good way that's to good. go out. Uh, great fucking soundtrack, oh, too. Oh, my God. Was, I've been yeah. listening to Wonderful. it on a loop. Between that and um, Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, yeah. yes. Just, Eyes of Tammy Faye. The soundtrack Faye. in there is wonderful, yes. Don't give up. You're on the brink <laughs> of a miracle. <laughs> she was pretty good. Yeah. She's so she's fun. Pretty good in that, singing that. Yeah, it's like it's, not it's too fun. bad. I ex- expected a no. lot worse. Yeah, there's the main things. Again, there's not, not much to say about it. Like, I liked it, but, uh, you know, yeah, um, a, Halloween scene. That was cool. It's a good uh, time. That was good. Had some some red and blue lighting. Who knows why? Other than Suspiria and, Suspiria. <laughs> but let's, let's because we can. Exactly. Some of the scoring was kind of Goblin esque mm-hmm. toward the end too. I noticed they were trying to like get that vibe in there, so that was fun. Oh, that was um, a good Goblin. My only question was, um, I didn't know there were. This is not a question, I guess, but I didn't know there were straight people in fashion schools. Mm. But apparently, according to this movie, there's at least one straight guy. Well, in fashion school that we <laughs> so know there we go. of. I mean, that we know of. There might, might be others. Just I don't be know. going through a phase where he's like, <laughs> and this <laughs> might be. The moment where he discovers, you know what, when women just aren't worth it. <laughs> women are too complicated. It's like, this is a lot to deal with. I think I should just stick with dudes. Yep, it could be. So could maybe be. the yeah. next film can be about him discovering dudes, and then he realizes they're just okay as complicated. <laughs> and he's like, mm-hmm. "What will I'd I do?" Okay <laughs> Yeah, that'd be good. Like, maybe uh, she could show up on his porch, like, I don't know, uh, transfer her visions to him because she's dying or something. And now he's, like, the queer vision kid, and um, I don't know. I'd be into it. Why the hell not? The visions were the most, like, question mark stuff for me in that movie. But at the same time, again, it's, you know, I've seen Jollo films like that, Mm -hmm. too, where it's also, like, what the hell's, um, you know, uh, the psychic, right? The the faulty one? Oh, yeah, yeah. But kind of had the stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's like, and they're not all Jollo, I guess. You know, some of them are just Italian horror, but you know what I mean? In that vein. Well, you know, a lot of people are just like, if it's Italian and it's horror, it's a Jollo. I'm like, it must be (laughs) Jollo. Is it really? (laughs) It was was definitely worth the watch. And, you know, I might pull it out every once in a while around Halloween just to have on the background. It's not one you need to pay super close attention to, which sometimes those those are nice. So, you know, it's pretty. Um, Have you watched anything else? I watched Promising Young Woman. Oh, are we going to talk about this movie? You okay. told me right. <laughs> you have quite a different take on this than I did, so... Well, not that different. Like, I, I didn't hate this movie. Um, I, I just... It, it, it left a weird... I don't know. Feeling in in my in my gut mm-hmm. in my in my heart in my right. in my stabbed heart. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. Well, I mean that those last ten minutes are like, oh, uh, 
what the fuck is happening? It's just it goes off into a very weird direction yeah. you're not expecting. And the res- the response from people has been all over the map with that that ending, yeah. and just from people, even people like all over like the political spectrum mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's it's just been like. For me, like, when I first watched it, I was like, okay, like, I see what they're going for mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, she's getting revenge and, like, oh, she's taking down all these, um, you know, white evil guys. Mm-hmm. But then, like, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, but, like, even though they're getting arrested, it doesn't mean they're going to go to jail. Like, look at Kyle Rittenhouse, like, well, yesterday. Yeah, it's, that, is, it's, that, that is true, yeah. And it's like, two women died and they might have nothing to show for this. Yeah. And it, it, I, I guess I could just picture, like, if you are, like, a, you know, someone who has survived a sexual assault watching this and being like, okay, so the only way I'm going to be able to get justice is through violence or, like, getting myself mm-hmm. killed. And then even if I do that, maybe they're not going to go to jail anyway because, like, they're, they're straight white guys with, you know, a lot of money and they can hire great lawyers. Um, so that, I don't know. They just, it just kind of rubbed me in a weird way. Like, right. I, I get what they were going for. But yeah, that was it. And just tonally, the movie, I think it was a little, like it started out more as a dark comedy and I was like, okay, I'm feeling this. And by the end of it, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling by now. Like, is it supposed to still be a dark comedy? I don't know. That's kind of what I liked about Mm. it was like, I thought it was building towards like a very typical kind of like rape revenge movie where it it was going to build to this big finale where she pulls out knives and guns and just like castrates everybody and we're all like yay woohoo um but yeah it kept kind of it was sort of like a roller coaster like some parts were actually hilariously funny and then Mm -hmm. other parts were super dark and then it was funny again and then it was kind of romantic and then it was dark again and funny again i was like what is happening (laughs) It was just, it kept me on my toes. They show, they don't tell, which I appreciated. Because yeah. a, sure. a lot of these movies, they want to tell you exactly how they feel. So that I think because these days, things can get so misconstrued when you're handling a topic as touchy mm-hmm. as this. And I think that's why so many films do that, because they want to make sure that the audience knows where they're coming from so that they don't get all that flack. But this movie just kind of was like, okay, we're just going to show you. We're not going to tell you. And I appreciated that because it wasn't as sort of long winded and kind of like Ted talky, you know, I was like, I don't want to see a Ted talk on film. (laughs) It's boring. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's fair. It's, it's one that I definitely wouldn't mind giving another watch at some point. Um, I, I think I watched like, it was in the middle of like three movies or something mm-hmm. that I watched one time. It was toward the end of the year. So I, I definitely wouldn't mind giving another go. Um, like I said, it's mostly the ending that like, I, I, I don't, I just don't know what to do with that ending. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not like on the one hand, I want to be like, Oh yeah, cool that these guys got what's coming to them. But then the other hand, I'm like, okay, but she had to die for this. Mm-hmm. And like, is that really revenge? If she, like, like you said, most revenge thrillers end with like, the girl like getting revenge right. and like it's through violence admittedly yes but like this one was like she died like yeah, this is not a dark happy return. ending this is very yeah. sad and yet they treated it kind of like it was a happy ending like the, here's these guys getting arrested yeah. and like oh um but they'll be out in so into two yeah days, so. I, yeah i know like yeah after this fucking rittenhouse case i'm like jesus christ although uh, i don't know because just... i mean the the alfred molina character like since he has all yeah. the information and he kind of seemed like he wanted to break the the cycle uh, maybe mm-hmm. there's p- potential for him to you know handle the case and 
send them all to jail? Maybe. I, I mean, if a guy can like shoot people and like well, two people yeah. and, and uh, you know and, and still get nothing, it's just mm. I, I I just haven't I've lost all faith in the I justice know. system at this point. But um, um, also there were a lot of spoilers in that discussion, so sorry, folks. Sorry. But you know, uh, hopefully you saw it. It's been yeah. out for you know a year now. Unless least, you're but, like uh, me, it's like I'll wait. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it another shot. Yeah. You know, um, I see what you're saying about in terms of like you know. Uh, some of the tonal shifts being more sort of true to life in that yeah. that regard in terms of you know usually life is not always all doom and gloom unless right. you're in a pandemic Ex- but yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even then you can put on some music and forget your troubles and yeah. come on get happy for yeah. come, three mm-hmm. minutes and then sure. then the song stops and you're like sure. fuck and, yes. and you're like put that music back on put, put that music back, back on <laughs> more I'm horror depressed. movies more horror movies <laughs> I want to watch teenagers get brutally murdered it perks me up oh, you wow. know I was thinking about like you know how when people post like their their favorite lists like their favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. and you get the people where it's like it's all horror yeah. and I'm like well you know I, I respect you but also like is that that that's like all you watch all you like watch, I mean yeah. I, I appreciate you I appreciate you but yeah, like you know I can't it, do that it, I can't it just I, it, can't. It, it, I think it's because horror like it hits like a certain part of my brain but sometimes mm-hmm. I need the other part of my brain to like be stimulated right. too so yeah. it's like it needs to be kind of mixed in there but now yeah. if if it was like trying to get me when I was like. 10 or 11 it would maybe be mostly horror because at that Mm -hmm. time i thought like oh well i don't need to watch these like girly movies and these musicals (laughs) because i'm i'm a dude i'm gonna watch horror yeah and then i then you realize horror is gay as fuck too i was like (laughs) oh no i can't escape the gayness (laughs) oh no and then i was like you know let's embrace other kinds of movies doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. horror all Mm -hmm. all the time Oh, I did see Spencer, that Princess Diana movie, which oh, I liked yeah. quite a bit, yeah. actually. And, you know, I've heard mixed things from people, but uh, I liked it quite a bit. It's like, part of it's like the normal regal melodrama thing you expect when you go see one of these movies. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, the other part is like this kind of cringe comedy thing, oh, cool. but it's like, you don't know if you should be laughing. Um, I went with a friend and we were like cracking up during parts of it. Nobody else in the theater was laughing, so <laughs> I don't so know if it was awkward. intentional or not. <laughs> Like, do I keep laughing or do I stop? <laughs> right. Like, uh, there is this uh, one line, and I guess I can say what it is. So she's uh, she's just standing there and, like, getting ready for this dinner. And just out of the blue, she's like, I'm going to go masturbate now. And it's just <laughs> no <laughs> context. No context whatsoever. It is just so fucking weird. I mean, I would assume that's a laugh line. Please, dear God, tell me that's a laugh line. I know. Like, some of the lines, I'm like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? But then you have lines like that, and it's like, okay, clearly this guy was trying to do something funny here. But it, it was very strange movie. And, like, there are parts of it, like, people have said are kind of um, A24 horror stuff, oh too, which is, like, walking through this, like, creepy abandoned house and, like, uh, being haunted by the ghost of, like, Anne Boleyn at one Wait, point. And I'm just like, the fuck? what? <laughs> do I need to see this movie? You just gotta see it. You gotta see it. It's, I will, I will say, it's one of the most, like, unique films I've seen in a long time. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily, like, <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> Diana. Have you yeah, seen exactly. my head? Stop masturbating, yes. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Remove your fingers That's... from your labia. Uh, these are pretty much things that happen in the movie. <laughs> this sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's you know, it, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Oh shit! Okay, um, well that just moved to the top and, of and my Chris list. Kristen Stewart, like, yeah, yeah, Kristen Stewart, also very good in this movie. Oh. Um, you know, 
Yeah, I kind of go she's back a... and forth on her. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, your Me face too. moved. Yay, you're good. Yeah, right. And then sometimes it's just that like bland, like she's gonna talk like this the whole time. Hi. This was a good role for her because Diana's not super like personality, right. you know, rich either. She's usually just kind of you know, um, hello, I'm Princess Diana. But and, she was the people's uh, these princess. Are my, my children. That yes, it's all <laughs> yes. about the people's masturbating princess. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm never gonna see her the same way again. Just, uh, wow. yeah, yeah. And I'm probably gonna use uh, the, so, use that yeah. line during thanks th- Thanksgiving. <laughs> Excuse me, I need to go masturbate. Need to masturbate. Now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the yams warm. <laughs> wow, it's a gift. It's a gift they've yes. given us. Yes. So uh, now in theaters. And, uh... <laughs> they should just let us cut the trailers for these movies and we just pick those, yeah, we... those parts. <laughs> right. Pick the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The trailer makes it look like some like, you know, typical melodrama yeah. thing. But it's it's there's some weird shit in this movie God. that you would not expect. Sounds fun. Um, um, what are we talking about today? Uh, who are this, we here? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Who are we? Who, who, who am I here? Okay. 2019. Yes, okay. okay. Let's talk about 2000. Oh. Uh... <laughs> picture it i was getting the my second remake what whitened in vegas man <laughs> 2009 2019 we need another one or, yeah uh, yeah, like, yeah. You one every 10 years that, that'd be great yeah why not it's a classic tale every, every time every time he's gotten a facelift and it's <laughs> a different person see that's the tom thing. cruise is back they don't yeah. need to remake it it can just be another sequel where he's changed his appearance yeah. Aha! Uh-huh. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe uh, ooh. that's what it was. Uh-huh. So we'll never the know. Father yeah. re- remake was really part four, and they just didn't tell us. <laughs> it could be. And he found another family so. that he killed, and then he moved on to another family. Okay, listen, this is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow. So he'd be like yeah. in his seventies now. He might need to. Uh, but you know, he's had some work done. Yeah, you know, and uh, looks, looks great. Nineteen eighty-seven. That's where we are. Oh, <clears throat> lovely time. Kind of the first big year for these like yuppies in peril movies with uh this and fatal attraction you know and uh even hellraiser like we talked about has a lot of like mm. family vibes to it and it uh does. blood rage came out this year oh. as well but i think and, it was uh, shot in like 83 or 4 right it was shot like, that's a possible long that's, that makes sense they're probably like let's wait until these movies are kind of popular we'll they're see. like the public can't <laughs> handle this yet we have to no you know keep it in the disney vault for a while <laughs> Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Apparently, the marketing for this was really weird. Like, they marketed it as a psychological thriller initially, mm-hmm. and then that didn't work because slashers were still really popular. So then they kind of rebranded it as more of a slasher, um, which is what, like, most of the artwork looks kind of slasher adjacent. So, I mean, I remember the poster was very psychological thriller, but then the VHS mm-hmm. is very slashery because it's like... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I would see it in video stores I and I was like, ooh, was, a slasher. It was like Stephanie with the dog and she's smiling and then like there's a there's like a... The shadow of, of like him. Jerry yeah, with the, yeah. the knife behind her, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that looks yeah. more sla- yeah. slashery. Uh, Flowers in the Attic also came out this year. Oh, yeah. another dysfunctional and, uh, family drama. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should have been mm-hmm. talking about fucking mm-hmm. Flowers in the Attic this month. Oh. Yeah, That's a good one. we'll come back around. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Stick a pin in that. Stick a poison we, cookie We were going to do that. We were going to do that. We thought about Dolores Claiborne, even though it's like three years long. It really is. It's like uh... a mini <laughs> series event is what it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's good, but it's long. It's like yeah. every time they would play that on T- TNT 
when I was a kid, it would be like, it starts at 11 a.m. It ends at 6 p.m. I was like, oh, my God. It's a whole day. Uh, Yeah, so villains are starting to be more kind of mundane and uh, a little less Freddy Jason-esque, although they're still around. But, you know, we're starting to get more of a... uh, uh, it's always someone you know, right? It's always someone you know. We did have and, <laughs> Hello, Mary Lou, I think the same year. Yeah, right? well, yes. She's she's still causing yeah. havoc. So, you know, there's... Crushing the patriarchy. It's, yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. Still kind of a transitional time here, mm-hmm. I would say. You know? Definitely. Uh, we're not into the full-on Stephen King, Yuppies in Peril era in the early 90s, but uh, there's a couple of them that are mm-hmm. starting to come through here. And uh, what else? What else? So, like you said, directed by our dear Joe Rubin, who's sleeping with the enemy. Yes. And uh, Dreamscape, The Forgotten, uh, which now I want to talk about that movie, that movie too. <laughs> okay, so how can we fit this movie into something? Our friend Charles, um, I yeah. guess he had just listened to the episode and he sent yeah. me a gif of of Alfred Woodard being pulled into the sky. Yeah. <laughs> he sent me that too. I can't yeah. Stop laughing. <laughs> Because it looked exactly as I remembered it. I was like, this is so goofy. I found your son. <laughs> yeah, we have to watch that movie. It's been too long. Yeah, it, it, we have to cover it. Uh, I don't know how we can cover it, but know. we'll figure it out. <laughs> we, we I, sad, I think, sad white ladies looking for their child. <laughs> we can do. We can do it with flight flight plan. There we go. <laughs> I think those came out like the same year too. That's crazy. I yeah. really think we should just have like a what the fuck month where it's just like things that don't connect at all. Whatever just, we want to do. Talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Anyway, this was written by Donald E. Westlake. Thank you, Donald. Who wrote The Grifters. Oh, that's a good Also one. a very dysfunctional a family movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, crazy ass twist in that movie. Mm. And uh, Ripley Underground, one of those Ripley book movie things. Mm. And uh, m- a bunch of novels. The Good Son was like that, too. It was like someone, uh, Bernard Taylor or whatever, who had written, just mostly known as a novelist. So, again, that, that was also a thing from this era. You know, um, we got to get these novelists to come in and really class up the place Expand here. Expand their horizons. And, uh, film is loosely based on the life of mass murderer John List. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in 1971, List killed his wife, mother, and three children at their home. And then he disappeared. Uh, turns out he had planned those murders so meticulously that nearly a month passed before Anyone suspected that anything was wrong? Damn, very um, unpopular then, family. Uh, yeah, I, I know, right? Like nobody checks in on them. Like, <laughs> like were they on vacation somewhere? Like, I don't. John know. Yeah. and Sharon aren't at the barbecue this month. Oh, who gives a fuck? They're annoying anyway. <laughs> like, damn, yeah. that's really sad. <laughs> and those fucking little kids of God, theirs. They're not oh, there with they their fucking Tonka trucks ruining my carpet. Little terror, <laughs> little transformer toys all over the place. May they rest um, in peace. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> sorry we we get a little facetious sorry. sometimes if you haven't noticed folks uh, sorry uh anyway then he assumed a new identity and then he remarried just like jerry and uh he eluded justice for nearly 18 years Damn. So. uh and then you know they later asked him like you know why did you do this and he was like well uh religious stuff uh their faith (laughs) was reasons (laughs) because reasons you know they were straying from their faith so uh you know he had to take care of them and uh there was also financial problems so i guess that's that's one way to deal with financial problems (laughs) eliminate some of the mouths you gotta feed i guess (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) 
And, uh, you know, he thought that they would meet each other in heaven someday. And, uh, what a crock okay. of shit. God. What a, you know. Come on, um, John. You ever notice how it's usually the religious types that uh, get into these problems? Oh, I'm yeah, just saying. Just saying. Interesting. You know? mm-hmm. See, now they should do a remake that brings that in. I think that would be fascinating. It could be like some like sure, QAnon yeah. guy. Yeah, there's a little bit in that of that in here, but not much. Like you know, uh, be a be a good Christian girl type right. thing, but not 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 as overt as it could have been. <laughs> yeah, um, I love the scene where like he's like, he walks in on her like kissing her boyfriend and throws a fucking. He's like, fit, he yeah. was raping you. It's like, no, I wanted to, and it was just <laughs> no. kissing. What are you talking about? Yeah, it was. She's underage, <laughs> but but so am I. No, makes sense, Jerry. What else? Opened on January 23rd, 1987. Uh, grossed 2.5 million. I don't know what the budget was. I couldn't find that. But not terrible for a little horror movie here. No. Critics, very positive for the most part. Um, 88% mm. positive with 32 reviews. Wow. So that's pretty good. That's that, like it's, it's not like the typical, like, you know, classy prestige film that you would think that had the high of a score. But no. um, I guess it was the late 80s. So you never know what was going to... Yeah, I know. guess... They... And it was kind of a, you know... A, a, Look, there were good horror films in the late 80s, but not as many well, as there could have been. You know, it was kind of that in, weird time in period. In terms of, know? like, a horror that really took itself ser- seriously, by this point, yes. that was kind of a a, a goner. You know, because, like, even, like, yes. Nightmare on, on Elm Street 3, which was the same year, started the kind of mm-hmm. comedy thing. There's some moments that are nice and kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. You know, that I like right. a lot. Mostly right. the performance of yeah. Terry O'Quinn. There's certain right. moments that yes. are just surprisingly funny. He understood the assignment oh, yes. for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a, I don't know, Reagan era type thing oh, God, too yeah. with, you know, this guy who's, you know, uh, so repressed and, uh, but has to have control over everything in his life. And uh, uh, the backlash to the whole, all the disco stuff. He must've been so boring oh, in the seventies. Like, come on. Like he wanted to have fun, but you know, they, he would not let himself go. He was nominated for a Saturn oh. award. So good for him. And an independent spirit award. I didn't so know those you were go. a thing yet. Yeah. I didn't either. I'm going to pretend that this film created them. Our dear Ebert, um, he, he liked it enough. I mean, he gave it 2.5 stars. Not oh. terrible. Um, it's kind of mixed, isn't it, I guess? Uh, yeah, a little mixed there. Uh, he said, uh, violence itself seems to sell at the box office, even when it's divorced from any context. Maybe that's what the filmmakers were thinking. Uh, what often happens, though, is that in an otherwise flawed film, <laughs> there are a couple things that are wonderful. The stepfather has one wonderful element, Terry Quinn's performance. Really? There's other Just stuff in here that's good, too. Thing. Just that. Come on, Abe. What about the fall? The fall aesthetic. And, you know. Come on. The music score. The yuppies in peril. The music. Oh, the fucking weird-ass music score. I like it a lot. But it's so weird. At times. Yeah. And it's like random, scary Uh, Yeah, the opening theme reminds you of, like, Slumber Party Massacre a little bit, which is that, like, gothic type thing. But then later, you're right. It's a very, like, playful, carnival, weird stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, fun. Very unique. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's interesting is that for a movie from this time, a lot of the other films from this time look very dated. Yeah. And this movie doesn't really mm-hmm. seem as aggressively 80s as some of the later 80s yeah. movies look. Like, Shelley Hack has that typical, like, mom perm hair, but that's really mm-hmm. it. True. It, it's not an MTV mm-hmm. movie yeah. like, you know, some of the other ones from this right. period. Yeah. Uh, 
you don't have like the the uh return to living dead <laughs> right. like you know fashion fashion choices <laughs> yeah. or anything you know acid wash jeans exactly. and the big giant mtv hair and everything yeah. so yeah that that's true um it's got kind of a timeless feel i don't know what's going on here well we open on a house a quiet house in the morning and there's a man <laughs> drenched in blood taking a shower shaving <laughs> The best part of waking up <laughs> is, I don't know, blood on your knife. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I will say I'm weirdly turned on by watching him shave in the mirror. Like, it was uh Listen, he's uh, an attractive man. I do find him very attra- attractive. I don't know what that says about mm-hmm. me, but we'll have a psychology session later. I- um, well, yeah. yeah and sure. uh, and so, yeah, he's, like, shaving and washing off all of this blood. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? He's, like, cutting his mm-hmm. hair. And he transforms himself into a new man. And you're like, what is this guy doing? And he walks downstairs with a little briefcase full of crap. Really, mm-hmm. evidence. And, um, yeah. and he walks <laughs> past the living room. And we see that his entire family has been brutally slaughtered. And then there's blood everywhere. And you're like, oh my god, what the fuck? Did this guy do this? Pretty fucking intense, yeah. like for a first scene in a movie. First of all, and you don't usually see dead kids no. like in movies. So Especially like, just seeing them like all, yeah. yeah, drenched in blood, a teddy bear, bloody bear, yeah. the loss of innocence, and everything else. You know, it's, it's even the remake just ha- had them like poisoned or something, right? Like they're mm-hmm. they were just all at the breakfast table, and you know, yeah, yeah this is the like most gory part of the totally. movie. Yeah, and so he gets on a ferry. And goes off to another another town and knocks the briefcase off into the water. And he, um, I guess, becomes a new person because now it's one year later. And we have mm-hmm. Stephanie, who's the heroine of the movie. And she's just, you know, tooling down the road and her bike. And, and, she, and, and she comes back home and she meets her mom, Susan. And they're having a little mm-hmm. fight in the leaves. It's so cute. And they were bonding. Gotcha. <laughs> And you're like, what a fun group. And then there's a honk. And Jerry's home. And Stephanie's yeah. like, motherfucker. I don't want to see Jerry. I don't like him. And you're like, who is Jerry? And then we see Jerry's the fucking dude who killed his family in the first scene. And you're like, oh, no. I like these people. Why is Jerry here? He's a murderer. Scandal. Run oh. while you can. Also, like when he kisses her, it's the most awkward oh, fucking no. kiss I think I've ever so seen. Creepy. It's just like, Ugh, no, I like it. it's weird. But yeah. he's brought a little pre- present. He's he's brought a dog mm-hmm. for Stephanie because mm-hmm. he kind of thinks it's going to win her over because they've been a little cold to one another. And mm-hmm. you know he's trying to create the perfect family, and you can't have a perfect family mm-hmm. if the daughter's like, I don't like you. And yeah. so the dog, like, she loves the dog, but she's still kind of cold to him, and and is like, thanks, Jerry, bye. And um, he's like, what can I do to get through to her, you know? And in the meantime, there's this dude who, um, what's his name? Like, Ogle something? What is his name? Yeah. Uh, I wrote down Ogleby, but Ogleby? I don't think that's his name. I think it's a, it's a O Ogilvy. Ogilvy. <laughs> Jim, Jim. Jim. Just call him Jim. Jim, okay. <laughs> Jim with an O. Okay, so he yeah. is, um, he's like the brother of the wife who was killed in the first scene and he's in, inherited uh-huh. the house where all the shit went down and he's mm-hmm. talking to a reporter who was like on the case but things have kind of stalled in, in the past year and he's like can you just print this again so that we can get more interest out there and we're going to find the guy that did this 
And this um, is the one thing that he does, I guess, that has an impact get, on like, the story. So, sort of, so. yeah. Like he does kind of yeah. kick kick this off. And Stephanie is sort of getting into trouble at school. She's like having fights in the art room and slapping teachers on the back with paint and stuff. She's very sassy. And I guess she's acting out because, you know, her father died and now she has this stepfather and all this stuff. So she's Mm -hmm. going to see a psychiatrist and trying to explain to him that she just doesn't like Jerry. There's something about him that creeps her out. And he's very understanding. Mm-hmm. This guy is just very nice. And he's like, you know what? Maybe you're right about this. I think, like, this was the time in history, too, like, when, like, you know, mixed families or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them were, like, you know, the sort of uh, really starting to pick oh, up, yeah. too, you know, more than, you know, previously. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of ta- tapping into some of that, too. Absolutely. You know, whether, whether it be divorce or uh, someone died or, you know, a lot of times remarrying is more common now than it had ever been. So we're getting into some of that, yes. too. And yada, yada, yada. It was yada, a scandal. Yada. And... She ends up getting expelled, and Jerry's not thrilled. He's like, expelled? Girls don't get expelled? Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And she kind of wants to go off to boarding school because, you know, she'll be away from Jerry, and she can kind of just get her thoughts t- together and stuff. But he's very, like, not into that idea because a family should stick together. You know, what will everyone think? This is like the only movie where a kid actually wants to go to boarding school. It's always like, I don't want to go to boarding school. Usually it's like, I've been shipped to this boarding school, and surprise, it's run by witches. I'm going to die. Like, it's never never a good thing in a horror film to go to boarding school. This is where, like, we discover that Jerry's not really very into the sexual stuff you know he's he he's more into building his little bird houses in the basement like that's where he and watching mr and watching mr ed Ed. he thinks mr ed is hilarious (laughs) which should be a red flag right there because mr ed is not (laughs) hilarious it's a horse i mean would would i watch it if it was on yeah i'd watch if it was on tv on nick and night yeah but like you know i watched when i was like it was always like yeah but yeah, it was always like between that and you know Bewitched, <laughs> yeah. which obviously I'm waiting for Bewitched. Exactly. You know, it's like I'll kill, I'll yeah. kill, I'll kill some time. This was before smart, yeah, smart yeah. smartphones, folks. We didn't have little mm-hmm. de- devices to kill time yeah, with. True. And so yeah, they they have the sex, which is uncomfortable and weird. While she's reading The Outsiders yes. and getting hot and heavy mm-hmm. and yeah, <laughs> playing her music, and then there's mm-hmm. like a big party that they throw. Um. Because Jerry's a realtor, and he has um, basically become friends with everyone he's sold a house to, which is also kind of a red flag. That's weird. It's like his only friend. He's a realtor, but he's not a real anything. Let me tell you what. What he sells, he sells the, is American, the American dream. dream. Yeah. So there you go. He hopes yes. he doesn't sound too pretentious here, but he's selling the American dream. <laughs> You're like, Jerry, you still a silly man. It's like you know those fake guys like oh, that, God, though, yeah. you know, that are just you know, the, the fake suburban dads yeah. that like you know pretend like their their lives are so wonderful well yeah it starts to heat up here because he hears these guys talking about talking about this story in the newspaper about this guy who killed all of his family in a town fairly nearby last year Mm -hmm. we see in the newspaper it's a story about jerry back when he was known as his other name and they're like what would cause a guy to do that and he's like maybe they disappointed him (laughs) (laughs) very matter of fact as he's looking at stephanie and we know she's been a disappointment so we're like oh fuck it's gonna happen again and he turns Mm -hmm. the newspaper into this hat for this kid and 
Stephanie goes inside to get the ice cream, and that's when she sees Jerry storm into the basement and, like, have this mental breakdown where he's just, like, saying mm-hmm. gibberish. I don't even know what he's – he's just, like, you got to have some di- discipline. <laughs> Wait, like... <laughs> waited order, waited order, order in the court, order so in the court. <laughs> and he notices her, and he's just like, hey, honey. <laughs> and she's like, um, mm. I'm going to go get – this ice cream to everybody and he's like you know it's just really tough because I've, I've got a hard job and i don't want to like have a breakdown in front of everybody so sometimes i just i just need to come down here and just vent you know and she's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay <laughs> she just goes yeah. up mm-hmm. and that's when she starts cleaning up after the party and she sees this article she sees the little hat that the kid left behind and she starts to think maybe jerry is the guy who killed his family because it 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 all lines up because he came to their town about a year ago after the murder Mm -hmm. and so she starts trying to get some research on this so she contacts the newspaper of the town that he was in and tries to get a picture of him but she does not go to a library no unfortunately unfortunately unfortunately, no although there is a library scene later with yes ogilby or whatever his name is Jim. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's Jim, true. No. I forgot yeah. about him because I just I just blanked out his entire storyline. So, <laughs> and and so she sends off for this picture, and unfortunately, it arrives, but it's intercepted by Jerry, and he opens it and sees mm-hmm. this eight by ten glossy headshot of him when he was the other person, and he's like, oh shit, and. Stephanie comes in and she's like any mail for me and he's like yep but it's something I don't think you should have and she's like what is it and he pulls out a Cosmo and and is like here you go and (laughs) just sort of hides the picture and then he goes to this picture shop and gets this other random picture and trades it for the real one and then pretends like it's you know the uh, the legit one but in the meantime her psychiatrist wants to have a talk with him and he keeps resisting. So he pretends to be looking for a house and he schedules a meeting. And once he gets there, like he's, he starts to say some things about himself that aren't true. And then he gets caught in Mm -hmm. a lie and Jerry starts to realize this guy is not on the up and up and then Mm -hmm. just starts to beat him with, (laughs) with like a fucking board out of nowhere. A w- yeah, a wooden plank thing. Yeah, and uh, this therapist is a little too hands-on yeah. in general. Like, you know, uh, st- stay out of these yeah. things here. Uh, you know, and well and, uh, for him. And the, the, the whole uh, picture thing, um, that's like, I don't think that would have worked today no, because no way, they no. could have just gone on- online and yeah. like found the exactly. you know, picture of this guy. Yeah. But, you know, but uh, yeah. And so, yeah, he, yeah, like, he gets beaten beaten to death there. Beats him yeah. to death and then sends his car Walks off. off into like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I'm into something and it explodes. And so everyone thinks that he walks off whistling like camp Camp town Town races. races, Yeah. (laughs) That's his favorite little ditty. And, um, Stephanie gets the, the tampered with picture and realizes that she's just been silly this whole time. And why would Jerry be a murderer? That's just ridiculous. He's a perfectly nice guy. She's just like, you know, a a little, a little off, but you know, and of course she's really sad. Oh, and the therapist is dead, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She'll survive. She clings on to the next available, you know, uh, father figure yeah. which is actually just you know jerry. her stepfather in this yeah. case um yeah just that fucking jerry yep. oh and there's also this weird scene totally unnecessary again where jim goes to this lieutenant guy played by blue makuma mm-hmm. who i like he's a good actor and uh 
basically this lieutenant just tells him to get a fucking gun and go shoot Jerry. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's practical. <laughs> so fucking random. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. Now knowing what we know about our justice system, right. I'm like, maybe that's I believe the most it, realistic part of the movie. I really don't know. Right. And yeah, exactly. so now he's pre- prepared and we're all waiting for him to be like the big hero at the end. You know, he's going to come in at just mm-hmm. the right moment and shoot him and yay, mm-hmm. save the day. Um, mm-hmm. and then things are going pretty well for the family. Everything's good because no one's Thanksgiving meddling anymore. So Jerry can mm-hmm. just try to have the perfect family again. Yay. Mm-hmm. And then one day, Stephanie goes to see her other, her new psychiatrist who is in the same building as her old one. And she decides not to go. And she sneaks into her old psychiatrist's office and sees that he had written an appointment to meet a Jerry Blake. And she's like, hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. Suspicious. Very suspicious. So, like, she sne- sneaks in and tries to fig- figure out what was going on at the house and stuff. And um, in the meantime, um, Jerry is starting to lose it again because Stephanie has been seen with a boy kissing. A boy. In public. And... <gasps> Little tramp. I mean, just unbelievable. Like, because what respectable young girl does that? I mean, shocking. Uh, and so he, he's uh. starting to realize that his family's never going to be quite perfect, and they're disappointing mm-hmm. him again. And it really hits the fan when Susan's like, "Just, just leave her alone. She, just Jerry, you don't know what you're doing. to stop." And you can just see on his face, like, "Oh, damn, gonna have to kill you." Well, she slaps the girl first, yeah. and then and then she tells him off. But yeah. it's like, okay, like, like, who's side are you on here, Susan? Again. By the way, Jerry, yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> right, like pick a lane here, Susan. Susan, my God. And yeah. um, and so he starts to um try to cultivate a new personality away from the family. In record time, because yes. it's still fall, yeah. like, and he's mm-hmm. still managing to, you know, create this entire alternate yeah. life. He's done this before, I guess. He's very fast. He resigns from his yeah. real, real, real estate job and goes yeah. to become an accountant in an, another town with a disguise. And he like buys a house mm. and starts talking to the neighbors, and it's just like, oh my god. And mm. it really gets bad when Susan calls the office one day and it's like i'd like to speak to jerry and they're like oh jerry moved um we do have his home number and she's like well that's no good i'm calling from his home what the hell you know and like (laughs) she confronts him and it it just Mm. oh it does not end well this part is pretty much (laughs) repeated in the the sequel in the remake but yeah yeah well i mean who who am i who am i yeah who who because he can't what? figure out who he's supposed to be here because he's been so many people in the past. Yeah. And finally, she's like, Jerry. And she's like, that's right. Thank you. And then he hits her on the face with a phone. And... You hit me with a phone, dick. <laughs> and then pushes her down a flight of stairs. And then Stephanie comes comes home. And she's playing with the dog. He's playing, playing with the dog. He's not going to hurt the no. dog, hopefully. I assume, hopefully. Yeah, we, we, we didn't see a dead yeah. dog in the opening. So maybe no. he just like lets the dog go. I don't know. Yeah, um, well, the dog's not gonna tell anybody. You I know? like to believe so. that Jerry is a man of principles. <laughs> would would never hurt an innocent creature because the dog is too cute. And so she goes up to take a shower, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go in there and kill her." And then the door, there's like a knock on the on the door, and it's Jim, 
and yeah, it, fucking Jim. And you're like, uh oh, it's gonna be a big showdown. And li- literally, it's thirty mm-hmm. seconds before Jerry has stabbed him, and he can't get it's to his pointless. gun. Like, and he's like, and he's I, d- I, dying, and he's trying trying to get to his gun, and he's just like, uh, never yeah. mind, and <laughs> falls to the ground. Is there a cut a cut of this movie without him in it? Because I might just make one. Like it, it's just he adds nothing it would to this be film. Tough like, because I guess that's what distracts him enough to go downstairs and stuff. But I guess like, yeah, well, yeah. I know it's ridiculous. And then maybe the dog could distract yes. him or something. I don't know. The dog can bark. Yeah. Yeah. And he says like a little line like, "Next time, make sure you call before you come over, Jim." I'm like, oh, Jerry, you're such a riot. And then he goes back upstairs to try to kill Stephanie, and there's a big chase, and he breaks through the mirror, and she stabs him with a shard of the mirror. She's trying to bang on the window and get some attention, but, of course, no one gives a shit because they're in the suburbs, and, you know, who cares? Very uh, Jack Jack Torrance. Very much. Here's Jerry, pumpkin. Exactly. (laughs) And then she's, like, climbing up the uh, linen cabinet to get into the attic. And like she throws mm-hmm. a sled at his head, which I love, and and then he's like up in the attic, and he falls th- through the insulation and lands in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So she sneaks out, and then she sees her mom on the staircase, and she's like, "Hey, baby!" And then Jerry pops out, and there's a big fight. But Susan's got the gun. That's why Jim mm-hmm. needs to be there so that she can get the gun and shoot him. It's mm-hmm. all because of the gun. Uh-huh. Everybody's got a gun. Yes. It's America. So. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if mm-hmm. they could have just rewritten it to where Susan ha- ha- had a gun after her husband died because she was scared of being alone. Yeah. And what could happen to a woman who's alone? There you go. They Fixed kinda, it. The the NRA probably plays this, this scene. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're see? like, look, this is see, why you need a gun in your house. See, 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 see? You never crazy. know when you're, you know, you never know when your stepfather could go crazy. <laughs> Be more like that Shelly hack. Yeah. And she shoots him in the legs, and he's still coming. And Stephanie grabs the knife and stabs him right in the heart. And he's like, "Right in the fucking oh. heart." And then he, I love you. And then he falls down the stairs and lands and cracks the ban- banister in two. And then it's all happiness. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it flashes to like a few months later, maybe a few weeks, maybe it's the next day. I don't know. They seem strong. We don't know. They could heal. Yeah. And yeah, they cut down the um the birdhouse that Jerry had installed mm-hmm. in the backyard as mm-hmm. a metaphor for cutting him out of their lives. Mm-hmm. Cue the beautiful Deep. synth music. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. Wonderful Thanksgiving time with that. Yeah. Great meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a good one to a lot of fall vibes and, Definitely. Yeah, and uh, an eighties classic, if you will. I think so. You know, it's uh, I think so. Because yeah. I used to hear about it a lot, and everyone would always talk, talk, talk it up a lot. So it it seems like mm-hmm. it's one that's pretty well beloved by I think most so. folks. Yeah. This was one that took forever to get to DVD and Blu-ray. I remember that like it was mm-hmm. one of those that took like fifteen years to finally mm-hmm. come out, and I I don't know why. Much like me, fucking May, man. It's- no, me. Oh, because I took 15 years to come out. Oh, See what I did oh. <laughs> I didn't know you were May. But yes. kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Occasionally, I have jokes. <laughs> Takes a while, but you know. I thought you meant the they're movie not all gems. But I was like, the yeah. May. Well, where you know, is May? That, that did not take 15. Years. I mean, I'm still waiting on a Blu-ray. There's like a German Blu-ray, but it not count. a regular Blu-ray. Yeah. It doesn't count. Yeah. I don't want that Aryan yeah. Blu-ray. I want an American mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Aryan Blu-ray. I want that blonde-ass yes. Blu-ray. 
give your Nazi Blu-rays to the Nazis. I want American Blu-rays. From my QAnon distributor. Yeah, it needs to be approved. I only want Christy Swanson to be manufacturing them. I'll accept Scott Bayo. Uh, Scott. <laughs> I'll love his work. <laughs> Who's the other one? Uh, Kevin Sorbo uh, and... Um, Kevin Sorbo. I guess Kirstie Alley. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a documentary about all of them. Like, yeah, how do they go Kelsey from... Kelsey Grammer like, is apparently a <laughs> Trumper. I hate that, oh, that's too. sad. Yeah. That was, do we have... Uh, you know where I'm going with this, right? No, I really don't. This is brand it's new like for me. It's like 70-some episodes in. I, do I need to ask? <laughs> maybe this is like the first episode someone is listening to. But if you haven't, you know, maybe it, it, we do this little segment, right? You know, it's called Overlooked Gems. Overlooked you know? Gems. This is where... And if you're wondering what this is, this is where we just, you know, randomly pick a movie that we think deserves a little more love, yeah, right? You know? Right. Um, Many could. Just could use a little, a little boost. Mm-hmm. Uh Maybe it's someone that like a million people have seen. Maybe it's someone, someone that like five people have seen. It yeah. just depends on the week, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck we feel That's like. Right. So what's yours for this week? Mine you know? is I saw what you did. Ah, from the 60s, yes, right? It's a 1960s movie starring Miss Joan mm-hmm. Crawford and John mm-hmm. Ireland. And it's a story about these teenage girls who have this really fun game where they call someone at random from the phone book and say, I know who you are and I saw what you did. And it's usually a fun game, but unfortunately, they, they, they make a call one night to a guy who just murdered his wife and say this little thing. And he's like, oh, shit, they saw me. They know what I did. And he goes after them and tries to find them. And Joan Craw- Crawford plays like the sleazy, drunken next door neighbor who like really wants his dick. And so she's just like hanging around and like <laughs> trying to like taunt the girls too. It's really fun. It's so good. William Castle, yeah. so fun. Um, Scream Factory <laughs> put out a Blu-ray recently that's lovely, and it's just it's a yeah. fun, cozy little movie. Mm-hmm. But it is in black and white. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you got to put oh, your black no. and white glasses oh. on. You had me, but before, know. you know, until you got the black and white stuff. Oh, and it's all know. in German. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out. It's a good time. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. How about you? Um, what are we overlooking this week? Well, did you say this one already? I don't remember. Uh, Anguish? No, from 87. I That's a good okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's pretty good. You know, it's it's weird. Oh, it's very, uh, very weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very meta too, because there's like two storylines going on. One's in like a movie theater, and the other one is like playing it. The guy like, yeah. yeah, playing it. Because well, and... at like one point, it's like the movie within the movie is mirroring mm-hmm. what's going on in the theater. So it's like there's three yeah. movies going on at the same time. It's so weird. Yeah, it's it's very meta. Yeah, uh, Zelda Rubenstein, mm-hmm. Rubenstein, Steen, Steen, Stein, Steen, Stein, she's there, and uh, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I was looking through these plot descriptions and they're not very good. <laughs> no, because you it's, can't it's hard to like, it. you know, <laughs> like this one is like, well, it's uh, you have this ophthalmologist assistant with an unhealthy interest in human eyeballs. And he goes on a killing spree to collect eyeballs uh, for his overbearing mother's collection. But there's a twist. And then reality takes. <laughs> but there's a twist to that, you know, because reality takes a bizarre turn. And uh, both for the characters and the audience yeah. members. And uh, yeah, it's it's creepy mm-hmm. as hell, too. I mean, it's just all the movie theater scenes. I love a good movie. theater. Oh, yeah. You know? And uh you don't know like sometimes if 
someone is being killed in the movie or in the movie within a movie or the movie within a movie within a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, plays with your head. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, you know, check them out. Mm-hmm. As always, they're out there yeah. in the stratosphere, Somewhere. and you know, um, well, it's been a good month mm-hmm. here. You know, we're still kind of figuring stuff out for next month, mm-hmm. so I don't really want to announce it just in no, case we change our mind. But you know, know uh, what we're doing. but uh, well, we'll let you, we're doing something different next week, so you know, tune in and. Uh, We'll try to let you know what we're doing in December. Then that's mm-hmm. our. Oh yeah, where are we? Where are oh, we? We're you know, everywhere. we're on. We're everywhere. Good. You know, you can find Good. us. Facebook, Facebook, and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. H O H H podcasts. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Homos and Haunted Hills. That is all one word. A O L keyword. Keep the homos. Homos and Haunted Hill. Keep the homos. The homo positive yes, yes, yes. there. Yes, yes. Not like Facebook, which won't let us call ourselves the homos no. and haunted hell because it's inappropriate like, like everything on we facebook took that these days. word back we can say what we want yes well you had your little running with did. facebook there with that really inappropriate Listen, thing you posted yo, i'm ashamed <laughs> i posted offensive hate speech i told mm-hmm. someone on their link that i can't wait to see the show and <laughs> that was too much for facebook and they flagged apparently, it apparently i could they wait and uh they were like, <laughs> why are you, you saying you can't wait, kid? You can wait. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? They flagged so me for weird. just posting that I was watching The Night House. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well. <laughs> no, you're not, Kevin. How Don't dare you? Don't these people. <laughs> and fun story, I did not finish The Night House. So, you know, uh, <laughs> there's that. They knew. Wow. They knew. Yeah. It's like he's not gonna finish this. I movie. don't know what the fuck is going on with Facebook these days, but yeah, it, it, it's getting to the point where it's like, are we even gonna be able to use this site for horror so things confusing. anymore? Because it's it's, it's yeah. well, and then Instagram, um, you can't you can't use hashtag horror because it makes them say that you're like into like self harm or something. I'm like, what mm. in the hell? And yet they can mm. still post like hate speech and shit. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, they can still, uh, you know, yeah, post things about QAnon rallies yeah. and shit. And uh, that's usually not going to get pulled. Mm. But mm, I don't know. A shout out to Dennis Peck, who's been, you know, a great supporter over the past year. He's one of now one of our charitable voyeurs. Oh. Hey, Dennis. He um, likes to watch too. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Dennis, uh, if I remember right, is an X Files fan, and uh, he. Uh, great taste in movies. I always see him posting about it on Facebook and stuff. Indeed. So, you know, hey, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Have fun at your family gatherings mm-hmm. or or don't or don't go. Yeah. You know, if family is, you know, disturbing That's for you, right. then just sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes, you know, just trauma. it's OK to just take a step back, you know, yeah. um, or if, go to your found family and your friends yes. and have a friend's giving mm-hmm. or something, you know, uh, 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 we support you. you. As long as you're a good person, for yes. the most part, not hurting people, yeah. you know. Don't hurt anybody. And uh, we we see most of you are. Yeah. yeah, we seem all of you are actually. You know, you, you seem like good people. You're always very wonderful. Most of our listeners are social media seem to be yeah. lovely folks. Yeah, I mean, yes. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, yes. and we're thankful for you. We there we go. We'll end it on we're that. Thankful yes. for and, uh, all of you, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.